This podcast is rated M for mature. Peggy, 18. Did you ever wonder what it would be like to be one of the last people on Earth? We love you, Who would you see? There's nobody. I mean, there's nobody. Ah! What would you do? Yeah, I'm sorry the end of the world makes me a little nervous. Where would you go? The stars are open! Well, get ready to find out, because the comet is coming into your orbit. The legal drinking age is now 10, but... You need ID. Let's be real. It's the night of the comet. Welcome to Us Vs. Movies. I'm Dustin, your host, and I'm joined by the magnificent... Kevin Beckham. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm Kevin. Damn right you will. Thank you. And today we're taking a dip back through time for Night of the Comet, 1984 gem, written and directed by Tom Everhart. Runtime, hour 35, PG-13, good for everyone in this day and age. Great runtime. Oh, perfect runtime. That is the damn near sweet spot. You want to just park a movie like that just right in there. Oh, I definitely agree with that. Mm. It's just, it's a, like, there's certain movies you want to go to hours. Mm-hmm. There's other movies you're like, why'd you do this to me? Yeah. See last week's Us versus Movies <laughs> to see an example of when you don't want to do two hours. Jim and the Holograms was the guilty party. I don't even like saying the name anymore. Yeah. But I do have a wicked comic book idea that I'm totally going to do. And I'm just going to do Jim and the Holograms. I'm not going to call it that. I'm just going to steal the fucking everything from them and do a comic That was the best thing. The ideas you can get just flowing with Jim and the Holograms. It sounds good. Endless. Yeah. Endless. You can, you can homage this thing and just flat out never say it. And never say it. You can give nods and winks until the cows come home. I name everyone Erica. Like yeah. you're being a real Erica right now, yeah, or an Eric. It would just be slang at that point, mockery. So, which makes the episode last week and what those people did with the property all the more offensive, unexcusable. But that's not what we're here to talk about because we already did that. We did. We did that podcast. <laughs> I can't do it again. I'll never do it again. You're probably wondering, dude, what are you doing? Getting a movie from 1984. I'm probably gonna have one fucking hell of a time getting a hold of. I think it was on Netflix at one time. It I don't know. It definitely was because I remember you telling me to watch it because it was on Netflix at the time. And the reason I wanted to do this movie, this, when I was a wee lad, was one of my all-time favorite movies. And to this day, it is still one of my all-time favorite movies with the word night in the title. Because <laughs> there is a bunch from this. I grew up on these movies. I love whatever you want to call it, survival movies, horror movie, post-apocalyptic. When people call it a comedy, there's lighthearted comedy moments in it, but you're not slapping your knee in at any... I don't understand uh, where comedy came in. There's parts where you chuckle. Well, I think that's more of you have perspective and right. years to look back at it. Well, yeah. If, if I want... like, I took this because I actually watched it for the first time for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I looked at it through the goggles of the 80s, where things right. weren't funny, that was how people actually talked. That was the, yeah. the style of movie at the time. Whereas nowadays we interpret it as being a comedy because that's the style filmmakers are going for. 
But then I, I interpreted it as very, it was very natural to the story. And don't get me wrong, there are humorous parts where they say and do stuff in their world that works and it's funny. She's saying yeah. that for a laugh and she's saying that because you're thinking it and you're like, that's great. That was a good line. Yeah, but again, it matched the world. Exactly. So, um, so Night of the Comet, it is, uh, you know, I guess, survival, survival horror, if I could spit it out in a way. Yeah. And hold I want to build this up a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Because I have been hearing about this movie from you. Seriously, it's one of my top 20. For like a decade. Top 20 easy. And I've never sat down and watched it. I fucking love this movie. It, yeah. This will be the most slanted, biased <laughs> Because what we do, we always in in this show, we like to go through the whole movie, talk about it, and what we'll, we'll, we'll just you'll see. It's just if you haven't seen it, you can just stop, come back to this later, go watch it, just it and come back. Release on Blu-ray. It, it, yeah, I made it to Blu-ray, so that was the copy of mine. We watched was the Blu-ray one, and it looked great. It held up great. I will say, for the first time seeing it, it did. Right. Not just not just the look, mm-hmm. but the actual story and the filmmaking. And goddamn, did this movie have a look? Yeah, it, it, it was does. a great look. It was so eighties. Sometimes oh, it's so eighties, it, it's awesome. Though. Sometimes it hurt, 80s. and sometimes it was I great. Know, I, I didn't really. I was never pained by. Well, okay, I take that back. The opening, right? Like the crowds and everything. Yeah, that was painful eighties. It was everything it was, after that was okay. But it was so cheeky that it needed to be that way to just yeah. kind of thrust you into that world and what this, because this movie just kicks off with like, here's the party, bro. This is what we're doing. And you're like, all right, I'm buckled in. Yeah, because it explains, uh, I think, do they introduce the think tank at that early part? They I mi- believe they, they do. Cause they make they, a, a sly mention of it. They make a mention of it. Oh, cause, yeah, because they say others are not so sure. Exactly. Because it has that classic 80s narrator. It's voice. a very classic 80s narration and it's very comic book the way this begins and that's once you get like a comic book vibe from it if you super pay attention and i have because i've seen it a trillion times it is a comic book come to life and i started reading about it and the director was like yeah that was totally my vision Hmm. um one else i'll start explaining to you as they go along, as we go along in the movie, you'll be like, oh, I see it now. Oh, I see it now. Well, I know one big part that you're going to talk about. Right. Well, Okay, we'll see. I mean, I think there's a few, but I can. I know a two top off the top of my head. Number one, the narration and the setup. It's, yeah. It starts off with like there's this comet. It's it's been passing around the solar system, and now it's going to be. Hasn't been seen since the dinosaurs. Hasn't been seen since the dinosaurs. It, this is going to be the second time it's got near planet Earth. Yeah. And that was it. And that's when they say the first time was when some fucking dinosaurs right there. <laughs> when some dinosaurs disappeared, and I was like. Well, we got all those bones. I didn't technically. Do, eh, whatever. I'll, I'll excuse it. I'll excuse it. When they were turned to shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so yeah, then we see there's kind of comic comet madness going on. It's yeah. A, and when I People... saw this scene, I was like, "Holy shit, ID four, you owe someone some money, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of it, a lot of it. Very ID four ish. The entire ID four opening. Yeah. That's way too long in that movie. Yeah. Is here. Doing its thing. It's a goddamn pandemic. People got comet fever oozing out of every pore. Movie theaters are selling comet alien paraphernalia. Yeah, there's like, like little alien antennas with the comet types. things. Three different prices. This guy this is a high rate robbery. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I love that scene. 
because he's up there hustling, and this kid's just leaning on the counter. He's like, yeah, so what else you got? He's like, God damn, $9? <laughs> yeah, he's just like, it's the $9 one. Look at that one. That's the $8 one. He points to a lady's head. That's where, like, she just got swindled by this man, and she's, she's just like, like mm-hmm. now you're making me a... She's like, I got the $8 one. I, I, went, I went out for it. I didn't have $9. I wanted to buy some fucking red vines, and even though this is the 80s, that's still outrageous at these prices, because movie theaters are always red. That's what I was thinking. I was like, God damn, $9, bro? That's a lot. That's a lot right now. I look at you twice. 2016. That's that's two gallons of gas right now. Even I if I did have comet fever, I'd be like, what the fuck? Well, as we soon learn. This was short of being a national. Spend all your money. <laughs> this was short of being a national fucking holiday. Yeah. Uh, and so then uh, after he swindles... <laughs> Did, did he make the sale? I don't. Did he? I don't know if he made the sale. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think he got distracted by our main character, Regina. Regina or main, Reg? Or yeah, Reggie. I totally Reg. Loved yeah, more. Uh, I will go way more in depth about these our two protagonists in this because they're nothing short of phenomenal in my eyes. So she works at the theater. Um, the boss is like, "Hey, hey, Reggie, you want to get off Tempest?" Because you're rocking it like a mofo. She's like, damn right I rock it like a mofo. Yeah. The scoreboard's mine. Except for she notices after getting the top score yet again. Yeah. Sixth place, DMK. And she's like, mother, f- who's this Who's this bitch? <laughs> she's fucking. And I love yeah, this. She's pissed. Like, I love this about Reggie. She's not going to go back to work. She's a gamer? Yeah. She's, she's. Com- I mean, as stupid as it sounds, it showed so much about her personality. She's competitive as fuck. She's competitive, yeah. She ain't going to roll over for nothing. She, it's her way or the highway. She's super strong-willed. And she does not give a fuck about this job. No. Oh, she man. will do what she's going to do when she's going to do it. And that's about it. Typical teenage attitude towards the job. He's like, hey, take the flashlight. Go through and make sure they're not slicing up the fucking seats. <laughs> these goddamn punk kids. And she was like, I don't like going through there, man. They throw milk duds and shit at my head. That yeah. hurts. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> And the he was, 80s, you yeah. fuckers. He was like, I don't give a fuck. Get in there and check the goddamn house. They're slicing. They're, they're punk kids. She's like, all right, fuck. And he's like, get off the damn game. Yeah. And he, it, basically, everyone, that's when she notices the top score. And exactly. she's like, no, I'm going to recommit. I'm going to re-up on Tempest right He now. literally has a threat in her job to get off this fucking Tempest yeah. game. And he's like, I don't want to see you up at the film projected booth. Right. Because her boyfriend, Larry, works there. Yeah. Larry, sly dog, got a gig on the side. This is back in the day you had to have like a just had to be a technician when it came to the reel to reel. Well, and before she goes, she takes up an entire bag of popcorn. Leans over <laughs> like and... real fuck you to the boss. <laughs> like he's like, ah, the profits. <laughs> you damn kids. She's great. She I love her. I love her in five seconds. I'm just like, man. Yeah. And I oh god, I can stare at that hair. She's so pretty. Oh, anyway. Yeah, she real quick, I know, before right. before. I when I saw her, I was just like my God, not only do you have the perfect 80s look, but you are timelessly beautiful. Oh, she right is now. such a fox, man. And, you know, the 80s get a bad rep, rap mm-hmm. for their makeup. The makeup in this, you were just like, oh, my God. These these women look great, and they don't look overdone right. with their makeup. They weren't anything. so... Like, change 80- the hair, make it modern. Mm-hmm. Timeless. Could, dude, the outfits they put them in... Hey, I've seen American Apparel. They can get away with that shit right now. Well, that high yeah. waist shit and that yeah, literally all you have to do is fix the hair. Their fashion is so in, and uh, it made me love them even more. I was like, God, I love this chick. She's so she. You're right, uh, just a timeless beauty. Yeah. Very, very pretty woman. Anyway, back to Larry. 
Let's go into Larry. Larry's on the phone hustling. Dude's a hustler. He's renting out <laughs> the films for like hundreds of dollars. But you have 115. to. $115. <laughs> $115 because Larry's a hustler. <laughs> Because he, he gets all these prints. He's like, yo, this is a great print, bro. And he's it's like, 3D. And he, he, like, if you rent from Larry, this print, he's, you're scoring with winning every check. He's like, yeah. you're getting mad pussy if you get one of these rents from Larry. So he's just you're re- renting a real. You're renting a real fucking movie. Like the real film. Which, mad disrespect from Larry. He was throwing parts of movies. In, like, he was making Larry cuts. Because he was throwing shit in the trash can. I was like, Larry, that's not how it works. You don't just get to throw the excess in The thing there. I love about Larry, he knows bullshit when he sees it. <laughs> yeah, he's just like... He's like, what's the runtime? They're patting it. <laughs> trailers. <laughs> don't need that here. Fuck that. What is this pro-American bullshit? <laughs> no one wants to watch credits. <laughs> no one wants to start a spangled banner. <laughs> he's like, what would you still do the president... Pledge of Allegiance before a movie? <laughs> bullshit. Not Larry's theater. This is a communist... Canada. Oh, Larry. <laughs> yeah, so Larry cut the deal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I need this print back by like, I think Tomorrow 6 at 6 a.m. So yeah. they, they know it's missing. Yeah. Because they start prepping for the day. And I was like, whatever, Larry. He's planning on being there all night, apparently. Yeah, because he's going to keep Reggie there all night and they're going to lay it down. Which wasn't either of their original plans. Nope. But then all of a sudden, yeah, they just... Well, Hachimachi. Larry was like, listen, I got a guy who's going to get this film. And she was like, well, what would I get out of it? I want to go to see the comet. Everyone's got comet fever. And he's like, I'll give you 15 bucks. And she's like, what? All right, I guess. <laughs> and, and the best part is she's like, I can't just stay in here with you all night and walk away with 15 bucks. Everyone's going to think that we made it, which yeah. was great. I love how they kept saying made it. And he would made it. And he's like, you're worth a lot more than 15 bucks. <laughs> the look she gives him. Classic, classic, yeah. fuck you, Larry. Like, fuck you, Larry. Call me a prostitute. Because <laughs> it, it also becomes clear over the course of the movie that Regina has had sex. Like, she's Larry's not her first. No, radio. she's seasoned. She knows. And it was great because there was not any slut shaming or anything. It was just a woman getting sex. Right, yeah. And she wanted it on her terms. And there was no attention brought up to that fact other than me burning it up. There's another thing, and that's another character thing for Regina. I could be totally making this up. This is what I felt. Regina, and later to be introduced in like five seconds, her sister Sam, are super strong female protagonists. Yeah. Very rarely are they damsels. And if they are, they're, it's only to each other. But they, they're usually using their sisterhood to kind of go back and forth with each other. As in, I'm the older sister and you're the younger sister. And then that's kind of how they, they go they go against each other. Yeah. But they're never like... The only time they're really damsels is for a plot point for the movie. Right. That's the only time I can think of Where it. almost the movie forces them to be that way. Oh, 100%. But it's never on their own. Pretty much every woman in here, like any main cast woman, other than Doris um, with the, their stepmom, is yeah. just kind of like, she's just trashy Doris. Um, they're all pretty strong females. Like, no one takes any real big shit in this no yeah um there is one scene i'll talk about later that could be misconstrued as that but i don't know it's kind of depends on how you take it well anyway so right so the big party's kicking off um doris uh regina and sam stepmother is having a comet party in the block because that's what's good and sam's like fuck that i'm not gonna be your little slave at the comic party i want to go out and party and 
do my own thing. Regina's like, nope, your dad ain't having it, so I ain't having it. Dad. Doris, you mean, right? Hmm? You Dor- or Doris, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Doris shuts down Sam. <laughs> yeah, because this is after Regina's called to basically say she's taking a science trip. Right, Regina's just like, tell her that I'm going to the observatory to watch the comet with this. Yeah. And she's like, Sam's like, she ain't going to believe that shit. <laughs> yeah, and it, real just like, what's like super doesn't awesome. even try to sell it, just as like. And it's, this yeah, is, she says it's so monotone and shit. flat and just literally holds it up to listen to the excuse. Like, Sam's like, this is bullshit. And Doris knows this bullshit a mile away. Mm-hmm. Another key thing I love about this, I love Sam and Regina's rapport. They acted like sisters. They talked like siblings. The way they oh, treated each yeah. other and handled each other. Like, they knew each other's BS and shit. And exactly. Like, Sam was kind of like, I know you're going to try this shit, and mm-hmm. it's not going to work, so I'm not going to really help you, because it's pointless. It's a yeah. waste of energy on my part. And the way they and spoke to each other to throughout the movie, and mm-hmm. there's other moments in the movie that I super enjoy, just because, like, number one, they don't stop being sisters. They don't stop being teenage girls. That's yeah. another part I super like. I mean, you're saying, hey, this apocalyptic, cataclysmic, tragic incident could have shaped a person. But that's the super comic fun part is they don't lose themselves in this epic moment. They still stay who they are. You kind of, I mean, here's the thing, though. You kind of wouldn't. Like, what really causes that is, like, deep trauma. Right. And when everyone is just kind of not there, that's not really a deep trauma. That's just, like... I don't know. It's just something where it's like, it's different than seeing a bunch of rotting corpses coming at you or something. Yeah, shit, it's you know? the yeah the predicament is different, and I, I it goes to them being strong characters. I think yeah. and just overall. So basically, go back to Sam. Um, uh, their dad is away. He's uh, he's on he's on he's stationed somewhere else. He's on assignment, but he's in the military. I mean, mm-hmm. you see him, he's like goddamn ranger or something. They make a ranger comment or, uh, later on. So yeah, they made a, Well, they made a ranger and a green beret. And, right, because so. um, the dad, he's like, when dad figured out we weren't going to be boys around 10, he stopped training us to kill. <laughs> yeah. Because the exactly. dad was just like, I wanted boys. I made these girls legit, which made them strong again. So the dad's no which joke. I loved. I, it was like so easy. God, to I it. fucking loved it. It was so, so simple and it just worked yeah. so fucking well. Um, Great story device. Reminded me of Lois Lane. Yeah, dude, a little e- bit. Exactly. We're, so. They're just brass tacks, but like just just bad bitches, man. Anyway, so sorry, Sam and Sam and Doris. So they have a they have a. She's like, "Fuck you, Doris," and because Sam's totally aware that Doris is cheating on Dad with fucking Chuck. Yeah. That, Sam has a fucking killer line. Uh, she goes, "Geez, Doris, you're already born with an asshole. You don't need Chuck." And I was oh, like, so "Shots fired, Sam. You're Sam's in the house." Doris is, slaps Sam. Sam slaps her back, and yeah, Doris fucking like, cold cocks her. Yeah, she rolled over. Over the backwards. couch. I was Dude, like, ah. It was WWF in your house right there. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, damn, stepmom's no fucking around. And Sam's taken back. She's like, yo, this bitch just fucking hit me. Yeah. And it kind of like shakes her out of her like little bratty F you, we hate Doris mentality. Doris is over it. She goes out to the Comet party to meet up with Chuck. Chuck's like, yeah, I'm the Chuckster. And then they're on with their night. So, fast forward, it's the morning. Comet goes by. Yeah. Com- well, com- we start to see, like, the sky change and shit. Sky's changing. People looking up like, holy shit. This is awesome, but I'm kind of scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm turning like, uh. I'm turning more scared than less awesome. Why, why does everything look like death? <laughs> yeah. Sky turns red. Crazy light show. Next morning, ghost town. 
Yeah, literally ghost town. If in Los, An- LA, in Los Angeles, California, in the eighties, as I, a ghost town. I read about it. They said they filmed it Christmas morning as early as possible and did all the city like exteriors and stuff. Uh, there is a couple of spots if you look super close in the movie, you can see extras and stuff moving, like just oh. people in the background. They were just like, "Fuck." I mean, this is the '80s. They couldn't take them out of it. I mean, even yeah, the fucking yeah. Hobbit had assholes in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a couple of scenes. Uh, fast forward to Regina. She's waking up with Larry. Did skip my favorite scene. Oh, I'm sorry. During the comment party, her and Larry are, are making it. Oh yeah. And they stop to talk about Superman. Oh, she's I feel, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. She's like, I don't. What if someone sees us? We can't do it in here. He's like, no one can see us. This is a room of steel. Superman couldn't see this. And she's like, the room's all steel? And he's also like, yeah. Superman couldn't even peep in if he wanted to. She's like, Superman can't see through lead. He was like, oh, it's fucking lead? (laughs) Dickhead. (laughs) He's just like, eh, we're fine. More more points for Regina. That she corrected this dumbish. And she called him a nerd when she did it, too. (laughs) Which was great. Because I was like, he botched this and he still called him a nerd. You're like, you fucking nerd. This is back when it wasn't cool to like comics, man. No. You were shamed. That was a a scar you wore. for him to get it wrong. And her to get it right. (sighs) This man fucked up. My heart fluttered harder for her. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I'm in love. Marry me back. God, I hope I survive the radiation. I can show up to rescue her. So, and he's just like, whatever. So, now the next morning, Larry's already up. He's like, where is this dickhead with my movie? I want my money. He's pissed. He's like, something's wrong. He fucked it up. Yeah. So, then bail out on me. We've already seen piles of clothing everywhere. Piles, yeah, piles of clothing everywhere. Basically, the comic came by. If you were hyper exposed to it, you were dusted. Mm-hmm. Literally turning into a red dust, which is another nod towards the end when Larry goes outside the door to wait for it. There's a movie called Red Dust. Mm-hmm. So that was a nod there, too. And there is a Death Race 2000 poster, the original, which later on, White, the female scientist, she was in that. So oh. a little oh. double back, double back, touch that. Yeah, that's nice. Like little tips of the hats. To Tons of tips of the hats. Shit. Yeah. That's cool. So, um, by the way, you're a fucking nerd. I don't want that shit. <laughs> anyway, kill yourself, nerd. <laughs> Go talk about Superman and jump off of the fucking bill. See if he catches you. Best thing, Larry's like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna find. She's like, yo, what about me? Where's my fifteen bucks? And then he was like, I gotta go. She's like, what? I don't even get an egg McMuffin. And yeah. I loved her. I was like, you can't even feed this chick, dude. You guys just had sex. She's hungry. <laughs> and the best part is what he said. But she said the fifteen bucks line, and he was like, "Well, if he calls, tell him you're pissed too." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> "So great!" Because he's just like, "Hey, I got you, buddy." Because I don't get your money. We're both angry. Why do you think I charged him one fifteen? <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I amped the the fucking cost fifteen bucks for you? And me loving Regina as much as I do, she's just like, "Fuck this! I'm not gonna wait around here." She gets dressed. She goes back to play Tim's this time, <laughs> which was amazing. Although I do have a criticism, although I don't know how the Tempest one worked, but I'm gonna tell you there my... is there's a there's a blooper in the fucking movie. There's a fuck up in the movie. Yeah, because she just takes the six spot. She just takes the six spot to take out the initials DM, that DMK. Uh, DMK, and that's not how it worked. It would have bumped him to seven, and she yeah, would have took six. Had, the only thing I could buy was that she sat there and played over and over and made sure that she at least got sixth place each time. Right. But it still aggravated me because I was no. just like. 
Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? He would have just bump, bumped it. I out. haven't played Tempest recently or as late, and maybe even ever, <laughs> but she was really good at it, and I'm pretty sure that's how the scoreboard would have worked. It probably would have worked in every arcade. Yeah, it would have just bopped him down yeah. a, a peg, and, and like, but they did have the cuts showed her just going into sixth place. She would have literally had to play it all day just to not really all day. She probably could have killed it real quick and pushed him out of the At top. At least like six times. So. But I do still love her commitment to pumping that fucking name out. Oh yeah. <laughs> she jumps doesn't know that the end of the world happened. Right. But she's still making sure she's taking care of business first Me- thing in the morning. <laughs> Meanwhile, when Larry went to go out into the alleyway, he meant to a person of uh zombification type status yeah and just later on in the movie we find out people that are partially exposed to the comet took the radiation or virus or basically whatever it's never really stated that the comet put into the air that's why some people were affected more depending on where they were and you find out our two protagonists sam and regina were encased in a lead type metal steel shelter of some kind is the steel because you find out after the fight with Doris, Sam had run away. She didn't have anywhere to go, and she ended up sleeping in the shed. Yeah, but that's revealed when uh, a little bit later, Regina comes out looking for Larry because she's over it. She's at her Twizzlers. She takes a peek outside. I, I gotta correct you there. Red vines. My bad. Because the packaging has not changed <laughs> since in 35 years. Yeah. Here's another fun. Quite thing. possibly ever. I don't think the product has changed. No. I think still they're still terrible. I think they're still bag in 1984 candy. Probably because it's like, disgusting. We had a great year. Perhaps. I don't like them. I don't like them. Everyone. That's what I'm getting to. I don't eat them ever since I puked a lot of them after the fifth grade. So I taste them to this day. Thank you, Hot Shots Part Two. <laughs> like, thank you for checking us out. That was the movie I saw. And that's the movie I puked after. Great movie though. <laughs> great movie. Probably all that laughter did not help those <laughs> entire thing of red vine slash Twizzlers that were in my stomach. Well, he- I don't really care which we one should end up like charlie sheen very true billionaire charlie sheen <laughs> billionaire death clock type or uh, charlie sheen that's true he's got the billionaire shut. ain't got no teeth because of all the cocaine loves the drugs yeah allegedly no, so there's nothing alleged about it. i'm pretty sure he's admitted it several times from what i hear <laughs> so regina goes to scout it out and she works at the el rey theater if you know our local 1994 that got changed to basically a a venue to play live music and stuff tons of indie pop yeah when i when i saw that i was like oh shit because at that point i did not know that the movie was taking actually taking place in Mm -hmm. la because i will say it as much as la is shot right very rarely is the story la centric la centric yes exactly like i can only in even 80s movies i can only think of like the karate kid is the only other movie that comes from fernando valley yeah where they're like san bernardino carlana's a nice place i'm like ooh, have you seen it lately someone it's fantastic it's fantastically ghetto no one took care of it since the karate kid he's from Reseda. yeah it's just pwg rules they fucking just love that little area the valley bro just say the next city over you yeah, did it. I mean, it's literally just separated by a block, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's at the historical land uh, landmark that is the El Rey. Yeah, which I thought was great. I was, I was like, oh, let me see what the L.A. looked like in the '80s, and I was like, oh my god, these roads don't look like a landmine went off in them. 
we didn't lose a war. <laughs> we just didn't keep up with them after 1984. That shit's expensive. Yeah. Well, I saw it in 1984. They seem to be doing all right. Well, Why do I got to like break a fucking axle driving down a road now? Got out of the streets of rage. <laughs> anyway. So she props the door open to check it out because uh, Hilaire Bear's got the keys. Fucking door gets away from her. It slams. She's fucked. She goes. Yeah, that was a real rookie mistake. Yeah, real rookie. Can't real. trust like, Ash can. Ash can yeah. fucking to keep a door like that open. So she has a double back through the alley. She sees a wrench, and she sees blood, and she sees keys, and she's like, what the fuck? I'm trying yeah. to get in the side door, and some shenanigans have taken place. Mm-hmm. And uh, a zombie gets her. <laughs> Well, she sees Larry's bike, mm-hmm. and she starts to make her way towards it, because she's like, um, that's Larry's bike. What? Where's Larry? Yeah. And that's when the zombie that got Larry comes out with, like, half of Larry's scalp or some he's, shit. I was just like, Ugh. He's like, I'm coming for seconds, name Regina. Yeah, and he was like, get over here. And I was like, oh, this zombie can talk. Dude, and the way he said it at first, and she's like, yo, what, motherfucker? Yeah, and she's like, what'd you say? He's like, get over here. And I was like, oh, now I heard it. And she's like, well, you hear this. Don't come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I've been trained to defend myself. And then strangely, I will say, this is the only part of the movie where I was just like, why the fuck do you do that? Yeah, she throws the keys. Throws the keys. I was like, ah. And and I, then, but the best part was that she did the classic 80s fucking women's self-defense. She palms this dude's nose in his brain. <laughs> and then she goes for the nuts. Or no, she steps on the foot and goes for the nuts. I was like, oh, shit. Fucking Marcy Darcy just showed up and taught, fucking taught a class. Dude, it should have slid in three-hit combo. And yeah, did, like, seriously. Super Street Fighter explosion, because he was like, oh, fuck. And he fights a bit more with her. Yeah, some... they, they grapple and stuff. She gets thrown down, and then he gets his ass kicked again. And you're just like, all right, this chick ain't taking any shit. Yeah, she, she, gets, she can defend herself. She can that defend. was not bullshit. It was not bullshit. It was uh, as advertised. Yeah. <laughs> So she jumps on the bike and she's like, fuck, fuck this. I was almost expecting, like, I mean, looking back, I was like, well, I saw what it was. But I was like, man, what if she just had the keys in her fucking hand and just started gouging his face That's out? what I thought he was going to do. Yeah. That's also another classic 80s And then I thought maybe mode. she threw those keys down because so much asshole was going to take place. She didn't want to lose them. <laughs> yeah, that be, I mean, she knew where they were. She did. I'm going to lay these here. I don't want to fuck you up. Yeah. Let me put my keys down so I can beat your ass. And then no helmet laws in the 80s. Fucking eat dick helmet laws. He was just like, I'm out of here. And this is the first time you actually see the city. Post comment, um, Red Sky is still abundant. No cars anywhere. Cars dead on the side of the road. Couple cars parked. Another fun fact for you, the Mercedes she pulls up to is the director's Mercedes. I figured it had to have been because it even showed the license plate. And that's Mm -hmm. very rare to like. Include a license plate unless someone's given the okay yeah. before that. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, she pulls up to a Mercedes. She looks inside because she's waiting at a light. Just yeah, because it's early morning. She's like, yeah, it, which they love that bridge. I could tell mm-hmm. that they had to keep coming back to that bridge. Oh yeah, they used it three they, more times. Yeah, they must have did like I, I. I can only assume they must have either banged all this the exterior outside shit out in one day, one that oh, yeah. early morning just to get. Here, we're well, gonna go. you said they did it on Christmas Day. I yeah. mean, that makes the most sense because... It's a ghost town like, in the holidays. Well, that and the lighting mm-hmm. all look the same. Yeah, and I, you can tell they put filters on a lot of that, all the red stuff, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, she looks at that, and there's another fuck-up. Like, I noticed it this time. There's a couple of fuck-ups continuity in this. Uh, 
she flips the headlight lamp on for the motorcycle, mm-hmm. and then you see her driver laid it on. It's not on. Big whoop. Like stuff like that usually oh. doesn't like. Yeah, I saw another one where a guy took it, the the guy that's introduced later takes his gloves off. Yeah, and has he does back it twice and takes them back off. I was just yeah. like, what do you? you, you, you got problems with your hands what's going on and he was always wearing gloves and like every scene was God, just like that's your fucking look i fucking man. love that i was just um, like man fucking 80s you, he was do that uh, now people think you're a serial killer <laughs> back in the 80s you were just cool <laughs> so and there's another one too with sam but whatever i'm like i guess i'll go through them. she uh so she makes it home she's looking around she's looking for six sam 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 where's sam yeah goes in her room and sam's like what's up and she's like oh what the fuck man and she's like what do you mean She's like, I totally had it out with Doris. And it's great. Sam's not even affected. She's just going no. through life like normal. She's just like, here's what you missed last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, she fucking hit me. I think she knocked her loose. Man, wait till I tell Daddy. Daddy's going to fucking have her ass. Always fucking around with Chuck. You remember? Yeah, we'll tell. And she's just doing her sister things. Like, she's just a yeah, normal teenage girl. She's yeah. ready for... She's talking about how she can't get anyone on Pep. Uh, yeah, like she wants to go to Pep, Pep Squad, squad. cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, I can't get anyone on the phone, but I'm just going to show up as soon as practice is normal, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Reggie's like, go. Reggie's like, try to get someone else on the phone. She's like, there's no one out there. It's so, it's so, there's no one here. She's like, what are yeah. you talking about? She's like, I dare you, call someone else. Call anyone else. And she's like, and it's a great scene because she kind of gets scared. Like, she has that look on her face, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And she's like, come on, come outside. Yeah. She, she, I think even she goes, oh, great prank or something later yeah, on. Ha, or maybe ha, it's later funny, on. Funny, funny. Yeah. Because uh, Sparky, there's a little pile of Sparky on the ground <laughs> with a leash. Fuck up, though. There was none when Regina came in. It's when they leave that you see the Sparky. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. There's another one back out there where they add an extra arcade machine. But people like understand certain continuity things. That could have just been done to get the shot. Yeah, Is exactly. when they push out certain items. So, I mean, it's whatever. She goes out to the street. The whole party is just dust and clothes. Cause, yeah, uh, like all the tables are still set up. The food's still there. And right. Everything. That's what uh, Regina was trying to expect earlier when she went out to the streets in front of the L. Ray. Uh, she comes, uh, she shows Sam, and she's like, hey, check it out. Everyone's dust. And she's like, you want to look for fucking Doris? Doris is right here. Holds up a dress, and all this dust flows out. He's Chuck, here's fucking Chuck. Yeah. And she pours his shoe out. And it's a great line. Like, she delivers it so well. And she's like, it's Saturday morning, Sam. Where are the goddamn kids? Yeah, like oh, like she had complained about these kids so many times before, and that they hated these kids. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Where are the kids?" It's a perfect punctuation to what she's trying to tell Sam. Yeah, and Sam just can't handle it. She overloads and just kind of closes the front door. Like I can't fucking believe this shit's happening. And goes and gets cereal. Because it is, yeah. She goes to get cereal, which is cereal. probably what I would have done too. Yeah, she kind of refuses, total denial to believe it, but. Um, that's another error. Like they do the, the, the boom box and the cereal stuff's already there when she comes down the first time down the stairs, mm-hmm. but then she props it up the second time. So it's kind of just got out of sequence. Yeah. Cut. I mean, I, the thing is, I imagine if they were filming as much as they could on Christmas day, yeah, it was a lot of this was rushed. like, you get, you get one shot, mm-hmm. maybe two, and then that's it. We got to go. Yeah. Like, we so, got to keep this tight. That's why I didn't really get super... Ex- there's like another one later on with... I mean, there's like nitpicking with some of the guns later. They don't expend rounds when she's mm-hmm. shooting, but who gives a fuck? And there's a boombox one when they're in the mall, but whatever. Um, it's just a different boombox that gets blown apart oh. in, the, in the firefight. So um, Regina makes Sam a believer, and then they're just... She's like, all right, well, if something's going on, what about that? Because the DJ comes on the radio and he's like, hey, we're down here down at K Couch. We're talking about this. K Rock 101. 
And she's and he's like, well, let's check it out. And they're like, all right. Well, that, and that and he's saying obvious things to us as the audience. He's saying Friday a lot. Uh-huh. And we've already been told it's Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, well, what's a Friday night DJ still doing on the air Saturday and morning? And he's mentioned that he wants to go check out the comment, but he's stuck in the station. So you're just yeah. like, all right, well, he's a day behind, kind of. And so they go to check it out. I mean, he's a sign of life, basically. Yeah. Is this guy, you know, this mm-hmm. music, someone's doing this music. It can't run by itself. Right. So, yeah, they head down to uh, downtown L.A. again. Mm-hmm. And they go into this club that is oh so classically 80s. Yeah. And they find that everything is automated for this radio DJ. Yeah. He pre-taped everything so he wouldn't miss the comment. Even the DJ saw the comment. Yeah. <laughs> he did his homework early so he could go out and play. Exactly. And that is where they run into Hector. what becomes our third character, Hector. Yeah. Who, if you watch Star Trek Voyager, yes. was the second in command. And my goodness, that made him a lot more cooler in my, my eyes. Because I was like, oh man, you were not very cool on that show. But now you're a little cooler. I can see why people were kind of excited you were there. Can I say I love the way Hector's introduced when you very yeah. first meet him? They come, The girls come in to the radio station um, where the DJ's gear set up. And it's just like a pan shot. Like they just, a tracking shot that follow, like just basically introduces you to the room. Hector's in the foreground with a gun out. Yeah, and you see them. Girls have no idea the the way it's done. It's just it's so simple and just so cool. Uh, so unbeknownst to the girls, they start digging around, looking at the right all the radio, get the soundboard, the tapes, and they're just like, "What the fuck?" Tapes click over. DJ starts talking, and they're just like, "Holy shit, this is all automated." Yeah, we're super fucked. Hector pulls his steel out. He's like, "Yo, yo, yo, step into the light. What's going down? What's good? Who are you? What's happening? I want to see your fucking hands." Yeah, because. We know that the zombified type people mm-hmm. can talk normal, so he's just like, "Let me see your eyes." Yeah, I need to see your eyes. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's basically, which is another great reveal because it's like a slow progression as they just go zombified. Their eyes start to sink in. It's fucking really cool. Um, the girls are just like, "Yeah, man, we're on the up and up. Are you on the up and up?" Crafty little Regina, she grabs a big fucking heavy mic stand, puts it behind her back when she when he's not looking. She's like, "Yeah." Regina's going to clock this fucking dude out with a second chance, any chance she gets. Oh, yeah. She's not trusting this guy for shit. Mm-mm. And then he kind of explains that, you know, he and this girl that he picked up spent mm-hmm. the night in his truck, but then these zombified fuckers got her because she kind of ran off on her own. Right. And he found, like, what was left of her. Yeah. He t- and yeah. So now he's not, he's not trusting anyone either. Exactly. He t- yeah. He tells a great story how she gets away and they saw some people eating cats and shit. And Sam does a great job of just like hanging on his every word because this is her also first time of being exposed to stories like this. She's still yeah. kind of in the dark on it. Um, and then that totally resonates with Regina. She's like, oh shit, that's probably what happened to Larry. That's what I saw. I totally was there. He mm-hmm. was pretty much murdered five feet away from me. Oh, fuck. I'm going to throw up. And he's yeah. like, oh, yo, what's wrong with her? He's like, hey, she lost somebody she knew a guy she knew and yeah and so hector goes to tinder and sam's just kind of like oh, well, i'm not getting any attention right now <laughs> she just kind of is a teenage I'm girl a like DJ, or dj now mm-hmm. yeah no totally she's just like great we've run into one guy and he's gone off to check on my sister so i will just fuck around with this shit yeah and she's, she's a great dj <laughs> throws out all the vinyl <laughs> she's like not on my station 
<laughs> yeah, she's like, fuck this shit. And she's just kind of goofing around, you know, and then we cut back to like Hector and Regina. They have you know, just kind of a, a whatever conversation, just a feeling each other out. A feeling each other out, yeah. And back to Regina, and she doesn't really take any coddling from him. He's trying to be like, hey, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm good. You'll get off me. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, damn, girl. Kitty's got claws. <laughs> I mean, those weren't his exact words. No, no, no. But yeah, like I mean, he just kind of stands at the door and shit. Yeah, just, like lets her talk, and mm-hmm. she's just you know. I mean, they just talk as like they talk as two people. Yeah, and that was a nice thing. It wasn't like he was like, "Hey, I'm the guy to save the day." Yeah, so I'm it. Yeah, let's, let's do it. You know, like <laughs> none of that shit. Let's make it. Oh man, love when I love when I get to make it. And so back with Sam, she lists the the. The hit line, and it says, no personal calls. Love that. And the minute she says the phone number, the phone starts ringing. Pisses her pants. Yeah. So she calls them and then <laughs> recaps who what she was told on the phone, mm-hmm. which was that some think tank right. was looking for survivors. And have you been exposed? Where yeah. are you? How many are, you know, are you okay? You know, they just like yeah. a real like shakedown on the phone. And then we cut to the think tank and they're still listening to the radio because Sam didn't turn the mic off. Exactly. And they're hearing their entire conversation. Live broadcast over the Live air. Live broadcast. So this think tank kind of reveals that they need survivors for something. They need clean blood is what they think. They're like, well, if they're surviving and they're moving around doing everything, they've got to be fine. We're trying to like they're trying to like synthesize the blood to create like an antidote because these fucking geniuses knew it was coming. They had a fail safe plan, but someone let the fucking ventilation <laughs> and the fucking bunker cranked or something. Open. <laughs> open but full Just blast. Wide open. He was like, common or not, man, I need AC. <laughs> I need AC. I need fresh Freeze. And it's great because this is where we meet Doctor White, mm-hmm. and because we don't know that part yet that they right. left the vents. That's open. a that's later on. So we're just kind of like, man, Doctor White really doesn't like this whole survivor thing. She's really at odds against the rest right. of the people. They're talking about how the, the the condition is progressive and shit and blah blah blah. They book her as like, a heel oh, in the yeah. beginning. You're just like, man, yeah, she's like kind of a stone cold bitch. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they're just like, yeah, we're gonna. Get these survivors and, pick them you up. Know, majority rules and she's just like whatever and then we go back and doesn't it show them loading up and then is that when they find the kids too not yet and the and the transition not no 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 that's that's the next time we go this is the first time they go to la yeah, this right? is the first time okay um because then we go back and oh that's the right girls are asleep and sam has night terrors a dream. <laughs> like this is scary shit yeah you don't know. It just cuts back to Sam, and you're like, "All right, cool, it's Sam," and she's driving. Oh yeah, because she's kind of complaining about them chewing her out of a right. phone call. Yeah, she's like, "Why do you do this? Did you get their information? You get their name?" She's like, "Yo, get off my nuts! I don't know what the fuck. Get off them. You're yeah. parking them, bro. You're parking them on them. Get them yeah, off." It's total just teenage girl like. Well, I didn't do anything wrong by just half-assing this important information. <laughs> yeah, like she doesn't understand the severity. So yeah, because she's a, a realistic teenage girl. Exactly. Um, so she, you find her. She's driving, and she's and the cops pull uh, behind her, and she's like, "Oh, finally, the cop. Where the fuck have you guys been?" She like smells her breath. She's like, "Ooh, she put some gum in there." Oh, like, and the best part is she had a Porsche. <laughs> and it was all dressed up and shit. Like it, it was believable because it was just like she took what she wanted and mm-hmm. that was there. And know? that's what you, yeah, that's what you're left. You're like, man, they're just looting the city because why not? 
cop pulls her over, just grabs her out of the car. He's all half zombified. And you're like, oh shit, we're about to lose a character here. And yeah. he just and starts just attacking like, you her. You don't even know how she got here. What the fuck? Yeah, she wakes up. It was a dream. Goes to the bathroom. Starts getting clean because she's been wearing this damn pep rally cheerleader. Which I did think was strange, but I watched this with my wife and she didn't find that strange for a woman to do that. So I was like, all right, fine, fuck it. I guess so. I've learned women love to be clean. Well, no, Guys, not that not so part. Much. It was just the fact that she got almost completely undressed. Yeah, like girls don't care about that, dude. Girls do not care. Yeah, no, I, I was just like, I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be doing stages. <laughs> I'm a stage. I'm like, I put my shirt off. Dab, dab, dab. You gotta understand. Put your shirt back on. Drop the pants. There's a lot of man here. A lot of, a lot of ground we gotta cover. I like to do stage. I do my leg. I, you know, I do my foot. <laughs> if I gotta do some fast running, I want to make sure at least part of me. It's covered and not taking damage. Yeah, I remember though. Unnecessary damage. She is a teen girl. Hygiene comes first. She's got to look good. 24-7. Don't care where oh, she's yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the big things about it is uh, most of the time, damn near 90% of the movie, Sam is always in bright colors while Regina is always in darker colors. That's another comic book thing for him because the writer-director was like, I had this idea. I wanted to do a story. I love like the whole 50s sci-fi stuff because it came off like a comic book or like a one of the mm-hmm. old serials. And he was said, the story that I heard is he pitched it to his daughters and he was like, what would you do if you could do anything? The city was empty and you can do whatever you wanted. I mean, you can go anywhere, say anything, do anything. And they're like, we would totally go to the Mongo shopping. <laughs> Hence the next major scene coming up. Yeah. Well, and well, before that, because then the dream sequence or the the ba- bathroom sequence right. turns out to be another dream. Because she gets attacked by the same cop, horribly screaming this time. Right, and Regina's like, "What's uh, uh, guy? Yeah." And then Hector's like, "You got her? What's going on?" She's like, "Yeah." She's like, she had a "Nightmare. Shut up. Like, I'll deal with my sister." Yeah, and I like you that. Keep looking out. This is my yeah. family, bro. I don't really know you. I, I I'm glad that you're concerned, but I got this. Yeah. And so then basically what happens, you know, Regina and Hector share another scene. And he's like, I got to go to San Diego tomorrow to check on my family. Right. And she's like, why? You know, they're not there. And he's just like, I got to. You got to know. I got to know. I got to make sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my mom, my sister, and all these people I care about. I want to know. Yeah. And so, yeah, they decide they're going to like meet up in this one place. Hector leaves and we follow him for a bit. And then they say, Hector, uh, come back and we'll meet at the radio station. Yes. Yeah. And Hector clearly lies because he does not go to san diego he goes to the what would can be considered kind of a i don't know van Isy no <laughs> reseda-esque area of the 80s visually it didn't look like the san diego i know and love no visually but, it looked like down the street from me yeah for, <laughs> so. from what i understand i guess san diego could have parts like that but location aside he's going to visit and his mom the fact that it's an eight hour trip round trip no it's a it's a long haul yeah four hours there four hours back no way this motherfucker's making it in the time that well there had. is a joke later on he's like you see the he's like the five's usually a parking lot you can go like 180 on that right now <laughs> that is true <laughs> so fucking great but yeah so hector gets to his house there's a scene there all of his people are all his family's dead he takes some fucking family albums some yeah memorabilia stuff. like family photos squares off with this little fucking zombified kid that was i was like just shoot this motherfucker i mean i get it. he's a kid he's a kid that kid sold it really well the kid was, was pretty scared. good yeah i was scared that that kid was gonna get hector i was just like hector don't get got by this fucking 12 year old and this is where i, I like, kick him in the brain <laughs> just snap his fucking neck bro yeah. 
So he, it's, it's kind of a funny scene. He's loading. He's trying to grab his duffel bag and his shit. And he's like, a kid. He's like, oh, shit. When he sees the kid, he's like, oh, we don't want any. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and it's kind of funny because, like, some... I don't know, like some like mariachi as music kind of kicks on, and he's running oh. through the house. He slams the door on the kid. He's like, "Jesus Christ, this kid don't give up." The kid punches through the door, yeah, and he's perfectly. like, "And he's like, that's it. There goes the neighborhood." That's kind of funny, and that's I could see like a comedy aspect there. Yeah, but it was kind of like I chalked it off to also just nerves. He doesn't know what to do about this kid. He's not a. He's proving to us right now he's not a killer, and he's a good guy. Yeah, because that was me. That he's kid just doing everything he can avoid to harm this kid, even right. though this kid only wants to harm him exactly so if he peter parkers it and kind of brushes it off with comedy i was fine with that exactly exactly so, i totally agree you brought up the music mm-hmm. i would like to take a moment to talk about the extensive soundtrack to this film which just got reissued on kickstarter <laughs> as the soundtrack crazy because I was looking at it because the songs, there were so many songs, so and they do an, an incredible job of incorporating it as actually mm-hmm. being in the scene yeah, ex- with yeah. boomboxes. Proper music bed support in yeah. a way. Yeah, because like... Doesn't he hit a record player or the tape player on the way out, and that's what starts the No, music? the record player is on a loop. It's one of those ones oh, that will okay. start over unless you stop it. Gotcha. It'll actually just like, it'll reset and then go back Because they were on. playing holiday music, i.e. Christmas time. Yeah, Feliz Navidad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like... Looking at the soundtrack, when you look in the credits, it goes for what would be considered like three-page scrolls. I was like, you couldn't afford to do this soundtrack anymore. Like, you look at most modern movies, they have like six songs. They're like, that's all we could fucking afford. One dude hums something. This is like (laughs) every song they could get. They were just like, put it in. I bet you a lot of them they probably got for cheap or for free. Oh, for sure. Especially in the 80s when people didn't give a fuck about that sort of thing. They were just like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. Put my song in a movie. What's the music right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That is crazy. Because I was like, by that point, you're on your like 10th song or something Mm. already. And we still got half a movie to go of music. I'm pretty sure the soundtrack they're trying to reissue on the Kickstarter thing, it had to have been just like the um, the arranged music like that was written mm-hmm. specifically for the movie. I doubt it was a lot of the 80s tracks and stuff. Because they do have a lot of big popular 80s songs in there. Um, was it like Girls Want Just Girls Just Want to Have Fun? That's the next song that plays. Mm. So that's a huge song right there. I don't care what decade you're in, bruh. Um, so yeah, we go back to the girls. The girls... They still got the sister thing going on. They're kind of quarreling about the guy. Sam has a tantrum. By the way, one of the best lines in the whole movie, maybe either number one or the second, they're uh, getting familiar with their weapons again because they're like, listen, we need protection. Yeah, they just find Uzis. Uh, they're not Uzis, and that's the problem. They're Mac 10s. Mac 10s oh, fucking okay. suck. Um, like an Uzi's a step above. I, well, but that's, it is a great line. That's ahead, that's the line that you're shitting on because they're dumping on this car practicing, and uh, <laughs> Sam is just Sam's just round after round blowing, just airing this car out, getting uh, probably some frustration, some grievances out on the car, and then I guess this line was impromptu. She came up with this shit on the fly, like <laughs> the, it jams and it pops out a couple more, and it jams again. And Regina's had her ears covered, and she looks over like, "Yo, what the fuck's the problem?" She's like, she's like, you know, a piece of shit's jamming. And she's like, whatever. Daddy would have got his Uzis. Yeah. And you're just like, so oh, great. sick bird on the Mac 10. Because it's like, not only is it a sick bird on the Mac 10, 
But it, she's still a teenager. She's still Even a, though she knows her fucking guns. She's still a teenager. She's still a strong female. And she yeah. knows guns. And she's just airing that car out. And she would have asked her dad for an Uzi over Another a great line. Regina's like, I don't think the car noticed. The car's fucking Swiss cheese. Yeah. Um, they go back. They have a sister moment. They're kind of bickering about Hector. Because like, Jesus, like the last hot guy on the planet. The last guy, period. And my sister's all over him. She's like, what? Is that what this is about? And then they kind of laugh it off. Well, and she opens up that there's some guys in her, like a guy transferred into her school. Which is kind of a really cool story. Yeah, it hits her. Like, that's what hits her. You know, it's not, it's not about Hector. It's the fact that her world is gone. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time it's really sunk in. And then she does a sick burn on Taft High, which I was just (laughs) like, get him. (laughs) So great. So needlessly put in there. Just so. And I was like. Fuck you. Because everyone I have met that went to Taft High was kind of annoying about being, oh yeah, I went to Taft. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not from, it's just, I'm not it's from just, here. It's just a sick local burn. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, Get it's em. so nice. Sam's got nothing but fire in this. And then, then they go to the mall because that's how Regina's like. Yeah. She's like, I want to go home and change. And she's like, well, did you bring your credit card? She's like, what? No, it doesn't matter because all the stores are open. Yeah. And then they just they start being girls, which is great. And they just start dressing up, playing around. Um, they make note of setting the guns down in certain spots. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, that's a visual note for me, the viewer. Um, they'd be girls dancing, playing, oh, it was having great. a good yeah, time. Especially when they were dancing together and one of them was actually in a suit, like a mm-hmm. man. And like that was something real fashionable. <laughs> yeah. It was so great. It was just like it was cute. It was a cute sisterly moment. Exactly. Um then the the best part is the they're going She's like, what do you think? This one or this one? She's holding up like a mink coat and some sort of like, I don't know, mink stall or something. She's holding up two things. Yeah. And she's like, oh. And Regina's putting makeup on the mirror, looking at through the mirror. She's like, oh, man. Number two, definitely. You got to think about staying in style. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, what? It's the end of the world. It's in the goddamn world. Yeah, but it just showed. I mean, they're doing makeup. They're choosing yeah. the nicest clothes and shit, you know. And then... uh they get an overhead PA from some stock boys. Oh, and this guy, great voice. This guy should have been the Joker, bro. He was like, <laughs> attention shoppers. I hope you brought your credit cards. And yeah. he was like, oh, what the fuck? This, they freak out. Ooh, psychopath. They look at each other, and Regina does the, she does a gun motion. She's like, where the fuck are the guns? She just yeah. mouths them. And then <laughs> Sam points over. She's like, we got them on us. Yeah. And that's and then I, I think this one you could pretty much square it up. They they show or they have a, a standoff with these like huge firefight ensues with these stock pretty boys. Pretty much 80s punkers. Yeah, like they were the classic movie 80 punk guys. Midnight Literally shades. Even had the fucking bebop sunglasses, and I was like, awesome. oh my god! And he had four of them. <laughs> he was like, awesome. I go, I go big or I go home. I go where the sun goes. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And so we kind of. You know, eventually they are they get... all partially exposed, by the way. So, hence their maddening yeah. zombification. And they are all wearing sunglasses because of this. Yep, because know? of the eyes sinking in thing. So, Regina kind of gets the jump on one guy. Sam ends up getting caught because Regina gets a gun and they get mm-hmm. Sam's gun. And Regina's like, I got your guy. You let my sister go. Like, what's square off? Mm. And this other guy who has, who has his name embroidered on his coat, <laughs> Willie. Is just like I can't have you holding one of my guys hostage. Yeah, and the guy's like, "Come on, Willie, she's serious." And he said, "You're not listening. 
I can't have you holding one of my guys hostage. Shoots this guy. <laughs> and I was like, you rule, <laughs> Willie. <laughs> you rule, Willie. Uh, you should have been in the movie more. Dude, perfect Joker moment. I was like, this guy could have been the Joker back in the 1984. Yeah. Willie. Willie. Hashtag bring Willie back. <laughs> no, no, not the whale. God damn it. <laughs> oh, and I think we did miss a scientist moment where they are loading up to go get. Like, yeah. I think Tink's loading up people. Also, I'm pretty sure the people from Lost, the TV show, they jacked that logo. Movie. They jacked that thing hard fucking core. Yeah. Think Tink, even the suits, like those mm-hmm. suits. Lost stole that shit yeah. like, hardcore because it just goes again to show you how influential this movie was. I mean, mm-hmm. ID4, now we have Lost, you know, and just kind of supposedly. Going. Um, if you remember back to 28 Days Later, the very beginning when he's coming out of the hospital, there is a Mercedes sitting alone at an intersection that he goes by, oh, and it's well, supposedly hey, was a nod to sense. that. I don't know, that's kind of random, but I from one of from what I read, it was supposed to have been like the same series of Mercedes, like just mm. kind of like, hmm. That is the kind of the classic looking like yeah. Mercedes. Yeah. So. so I don't know. Rumor is that that was a nod to it too. So. And then, uh, yeah. So the think tank, you see some kids, you see Dr. White freak out. It's all inaudible because they won't turn that helicopter off. Right. And you're just like, man, what is up with her? Why is she so against mm-hmm. survivors being brought here? Yeah. You know? and you're like, what the fuck? So she's loaded up and they go. And so now Regina. It's a boy and a girl, by the way. The boy's got a football. uh, Little girl's got some bunnies just to keep them preoccupied. Yeah. And so the think tank shows up. They see they found the the car that's been shot up. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of cut back to um, Regina and Sam. Right. And they've been tied up and they're on a forklift. Right. And Willie wants to play scary sounds. Man, Willie's awesome. (laughs) Which is basically Russia will let. <laughs> Only the gun's not pointed at him, it's pointed at Sam. And the Sam and Regina are tied up back to back, so one shot's gonna get them both. Yeah, one shot from this is fucking this hand canyon is going yeah. to light both their heads up. Yeah, this this is gonna be bad. So then we go back to the think tank, mm-hmm. and then like, she's like, and Dr. White's like, oh well, let's just, you know, whatever, they're not here. And the other scientist she's with, he's like, Let's use some deductive reasoning. Where would I go if I was a teenage girl? He was like, let's go to the mall. (laughs) I was already there. And he's just like, check everywhere, including the basement. Thank God they go to the basement first. Because right right as they're going, Willie's about to cap Sam and and Regina, their little military guys show up, light up all the punks at once. Get aired out. No questions asked. Yeah. And Regina's like, we're not with them. <laughs> we just met them a few minutes ago. Great line. So no, Sam great. says it. Sam, oh, says, Sam it. says it. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh, Very teenage man. girl, like, we're in trouble. Fuck these guys. We don't know these guys. We don't know these guys. Don't shoot us. Shoot them. You're more. a stranger. So they think they're saved. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, eh, you know, they tell them about Hector. All the while, uh, Sam's been itching. Yeah, because she's rashy. When mm-hmm. she's nervous, she gets a rash. Right. Which is actually not that uncommon. No, oh, I have read about that. People. So, um, so the, yeah, the scientist is like, oh, I can already, I don't need the blood test to tell you her fate. She's a goner. Yeah, they the, the scientists chalk it up to the comet. They don't even really deal with Sam. Regina's showing no signs of anything. They think that she's got the clean blood. Let's do it. Yeah. So they take Regina first, and they leave Samantha. Because they say, we have another friend. Hector, they're like, oh, where's the guy? And then like, no, he's going to double back and he's coming back for us. They're like, okay, 
well, Sam, you wait with us for him. Just show he sees a familiar face and know we're on the up and up. Yep. And Regina, you go back there and you get it all ready for your sister and your friend. And she's like, all right, I guess I trust you guys. They have another great sister moment before they're split up. And you're just like, man, I do not doubt these girls are sisters ever. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could have maybe quarreled about is like, if that was me and my brother, and I was like, y'all can eat a fucking dick. I ain't going anywhere unless he's in my fucking eyesight exactly. 24-7. Same thing that I thought. That I would be the like, only thing. I don't know. Especially after that shit, I would be like, I'm not letting you out of my sight. Exactly. I mean, that was the only thing. So that was the only movie part thing. And the only thing I could flip it is they're kind of like, kind of like dumb teenagers where they're just like, I guess well, I'll believe they think you. The Calvary's there because they you're an authority okay. figure and you saved us from the bad guys. Why would I not trust yeah. you? So um, Sam is stuck with White and um, some other crony. I can't remember his name. Yeah, like Barry or something. Just real throwaway, yeah, just, g- generic yeah. white guy names. Um, she's just like, you know, so how you guys been here? And Sam's just like, oh man, we were really scared, you know. This happened. But then she kind of starts reverting back to comfortable Sam. And she's like, well, I'm going to give you a shot. She's like, what's that? She's like, oh, no. It's going to fix, you know, whatever the comet possibly did to you. And she's like, really? And she's like, she's like, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. And they kind of yeah, talk about. she even brings up the itching. You know? mm-hmm, the she's itching. like, it might mm-hmm. be, you know, it might be that, but it might be something else. You yep, know? exactly. And she's like, no, I get it. When I get nervous or I have a fight with Doris or if I break up with a boy, it's just, you know, it's just something I do. And. She's like, oh, I understand. And she's like, oh, tell me a little bit about Hector. And he's like, oh, he's pretty cute and does, you know, and they just kind of, yeah. they kind of have a good girl moment. And she's like, all right, this is going to help. And so she hits her with it. Um, and then Sam's out. Sam's out like a light. Um, she does have a killer nerd thing. <laughs> she's like, you know, we had a couple of uh, science types at high school. They were total nerds. <laughs> and it so, just, boom, passes it's out. It's so great because Sam is a valley girl 24-7. Yeah. There's very rarely any time she's – she's not an annoying valley girl. She's just no. true to her character like yeah. constantly. She never really breaks it. Mm-hmm. I mean – and and she's tough. Like she doesn't freak out in the gunfight. She doesn't – No, no. She doesn't take really any shit. shoes at a guy. Yeah, to distract. With no gun. She's throwing shoes. He has a shotgun. Yeah, and that shotgun, I saw what it could do earlier to a mannequin. It could blow you in half. Yeah. So the um, White's fucking sidekick's just like, yeah, that's it. Leave this dead piece of shit because we don't need her. She's diseased. We put her down before she started wiling out. Yeah. And, and then, we've kind of seen Dr. White has been, like, deteriorating. She's brought up her memory. She's stopping being able to mm-hmm. spell. Yeah, just and stuff. And you're just kind motor of like, what's functions. Going on with yeah. Her? And then, yeah, she turns on the other doctor. She's like, and it's good because he kind of like, he's like, ooh, yeah, you know, uh, you're getting kind of sassy, White. He kind of like puts his hand near his fucking piece. Like, yo, this dude's going to yeah. draw on her ass. She's like, what are you going to do, man? You going to draw on me right now, Doc? She's like, hey, he's like, hey, I ain't looking for beef, White. You know, we just are in the yeah. field. He's like, eh, no, we got to get back I to wouldn't. the pink tank. And she's like, is it right? Right? Motherfucker, I'm already up. And he was like, oh, she already pulled the jammy. She already had it in her hand. <laughs> she just lifts her arm and shoots him. And just like, bow, bow. And he's like, damn, solid. And then she goes to the radio station to wait for Hector. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we've seen kind of Regina settling in at the think tank right. like place. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, they're kind of like just asking her some questions and shit. And she's yeah. just kind of like, you know, being a girl fucking with this belt for way too long. It's so I was just great. like, she's so like, uninterested with, put this, that fucking belt with this dude saying. Yeah. She's just like still playing with her new clothes. And he's like, yeah. Hepatitis. Yeah. Do you have hepatitis? And she's like, what? No. She's like, I did think I was pregnant once for the 
And she's like, ah, that was scary. Longest three weeks of my life. And he's just like, what? He's like, that's not, that's not relevant. Yeah. And it's so great because she's still fascinated with her thought and her discovery and just telling him that. And you're just like, you're still a girl. You're still yeah. so fucking great. She's just like, like, not to me it wasn't. Yeah, not to me. Like, <laughs> you didn't live at home. I did it. Fuck that. Yeah. And he's just like, what? And he just starts going through all these, like, conditions that she could possibly have. And she's just kind of giving him, like, the real short answer. Then she's like, where's my sister? Like, let's hurry this up. Yeah. And then the dude gets, and he's, this dude's getting migraines and shit. He's going through it, too. And his eye, he starts becoming fucking light sensitive. sensitive. Eyes. Yeah, and he yeah, puts light. on his fucking hater blockers. He's got the shades. He's like, man, fuck, fuck this. Which instantly triggers some bad. Goddamn, from he, Regina. She's just like, did you put on fucking sunglasses when in this we're dark ass room? In this dark ass room. In this dark ass with one fucking light. Yeah. Was, what do you think I've been fucking with this belt for fifteen minutes? So, <laughs> I can't see shit. It's so great. It's such a great atmosphere, and uh, they're kind of like, hey. uh boss <laughs> and then he's like what do you guys want and he starts to give him an update because they have a couple of people that have died on them the survivors because mm-hmm. they're trying to like pull their blood we got two other nurse chicks and they're trying to take blood but uh, they're kind of fucking it up <laughs> yeah because there's everyone's starting to become dumb yeah everyone's just kind of just like uh, i used to know stuff yeah and then the doctor drops a bomb and he says your sister's dead and she's like what she kind of no sells them. She's like, mm-hmm. Arc, what? Like, she's a little taken back, but then she's kind of just left a stew on that. Yeah. And then we go back to Dr. White, who's been ra- waiting at the radio station for Hector. Wearing the blockers. And Hector shows up as Santa Claus. Yeah, he pulls in a great car. He's at Santa Claus. He's yeah. like, hey, girls, he's got gifts. And like, per- oh, just so perfect. Of God, just Hector's such a awesome. Nice fucking guy. He took the time to stop, get presents, dress as Santa Claus. God, I love Just Hector. to make two women's day. Perfect. That was it. Hunter's a good guy. Oh, yeah. Real good. Walks into a gut. <laughs> yeah. Which is a scenario he's starting to get used to. Just fuckers. Just a wa- woman with a gut on him. He's not, he's used to Because I forgot the best part was when Sam or uh, Regina looked at his gun later. She's like, yeah, this might be good for dates at the barrio, but if you want some real stopping power, I'd get something else. And I was like, Damn. Totally just like. Just real in your face. Ooh, tells him he's got a. Regina was like, suck my dick. <laughs> suck my like, dick. This gut is bullshit. I was like, she had him cold. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so Dr. White is like, oh, I wrote it all down. And then she gives herself a shot. Yeah. Which we'd actually never see her do. She just kind of sets it up and never actually does it. But yeah. whatever. And she's like, do you want this? And he's like, no, nah, I got my own. And she tosses her gun to the side. He's yeah, like, which was great. I was just like. Fucking awesome again. And it was like, what? Uh, what's going on? She's like, it's all over there. It's my notes. Basically, some a, of it's spelled wrong. And yeah. Like, oh. It's a map to the fucking uh, think tank compound. Mm-hmm. It's just everything you need to know and what you know to this point before she could just not fucking write it down anymore. And that's when she reveals the smartest people in the world left the vents open. Yeah. And she, it, it was super all. irony just butt fucking them with a hurricane dick. They, yeah. She was just like fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. So then Hector's just like, okay, I got to go get Regina before mm-hmm. she becomes... Basically, a you know. Oh, and he t- she doesn't she tell him tell him where Sam's at. He's like, spoiler, you're jumping ahead. Oh, okay, that's that's revealed later. Okay, but yeah, the notes did include that information. Okay, um, unbeknownst to the audience, unbeknownst I, to the right, audience, yeah, yeah. mistake. 
So back with Regina, like, so the, all this kind of goes down at the same time. Hector kind of eventually shows up. Regina gets free. I love the way she gets free. this motherfucker with a, a 1984 keyboard. It's awesome, dude. He comes in, and she's just sitting in the chair like, fuck you. No, like, just super pissed looking. The fucking room's trash beside her. And he's like, well, he's like, that was pretty immature throwing a tantrum, breaking, you know, computers and very important stuff he goes to pick it up and she's like hey bitch here's the rest of your important stuff over your dome hey you know what my favorite game is wwf 1984 <laughs> edition i don't even think that's a real game but it doesn't matter i'm fucking you. beating your ass <laughs> yeah if i had a steel chair it would have been that but instead i'm just gonna use this giant keyboard she's awesome she gets out <laughs> She starts, you get a tiny bit of a tour of the lab. You get to see what all the blood work they're doing, the weird bodies that they're just farming and stuff. Yeah. Or they've, and we hear the, <clears throat> excuse me, the nurses say that they're brain dead. Like they right. made them brain dead and mm-hmm. just keeping them on life support so they can pump blood out of them. Exactly. And they don't even know how much blood they're trying to pump out of them because they're just that dumb. Now. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're just, their brain's slowly like just deteriorating. Yeah. And uh, so around this time, Hector shows up. Given his best, like, Texas cowboy impersonation and his... What does he say? He's like, oh, my name's Heck Gonzalez. Yeah. And the, the dude's like, what? He's and like, he, how'd you find this place? He's like, oh, I've just been driving. And he makes a comment about the highway. He does his own Texas. And he's like, he's like, woo it's hot out here. He's like, he's like, you like girls? And the guy, the guard's just like, yeah, man, I love girls. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my brain's starting to deteriorate. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dumb as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where he pops a trunk and you're like, oh, man. What? Who did he put in the trunk? And then there's Samantha. And the guard's like, she's dead. And you're like, yeah, she is dead. We saw her get killed. And then Samantha pops open and busts his guard in the fucking face because she was playing a possum. Mm-hmm. The scientist just gave her some shit to knock her out, not yeah. kill her. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the only thing. Because uh, actually, the white wasn't a bad person. She knew that these people... No, she was actually the good guy the whole yeah. time. Yeah, big uh, big swerve there because she believed like, hey, if these guys survived out there, they're good. We thought we were surviving here, but we're dickheads. Yeah, we were dumb mm-hmm. and we did it wrong. Exactly. We don't deserve to you know, ruin them. Like, yeah, yeah, try to use their bodies to create a prolong our dumb lives. Exactly. And so then Hector starts uh, loading up all the cars with dynamite, which I loved. And Samantha goes and rescues her sister. Humming Flight of the Valkyries. As she's in the elevator, just like, <laughs> yeah, which is just great. And then she turns off all the power, right? Which kills the life support. Whoops, which sends a lot of the people to check on those two now dead bodies. Yep, that they were really counting on for blood. Meanwhile, before they were, um, the two nurses were basically prepping the kids, yeah, they were basically on the chopping block, too. Um, Tell they, them they were going to go see Santa Claus. Yeah, here, take this gas that not. Yeah, this laughing gas, and you're going to go meet Santa, and it's going to be great. And <laughs> another great part is when Sam finally meets up with Regina, because they go to, they're like, oh, we got to go check on the power. And one of the guards is left with Regina. He's not got the gun to her back, he has the gun to her fucking dome. Mm-hmm. It, she's alone with that guard for five seconds before she fucks him up. <laughs> yeah. And so Regina's like, I'm going to save these kids. Because I'm here, and that's what a good good fucking protagonist do. Yeah, so she's telling the nurses, like, back the fuck off. You know, like, tell me what you what you fuckers are doing. 
So she kind of learns the plan and everything. It's probably Sam second, shows up, second favorite part. And she almost shoots Sam's head off. <laughs> she's like, whoa. Yeah, she's just like, whoa, what the fuck? And then so they, they're like, oh, we're back together. No, you best know. part, she's like, oh, my God, you look great. What are you wearing? <laughs> It's oh, yeah. it says like, do you like it? She's like, you look fantastic. And then the nurses try to make a move, and then Regina just puts the gun up by her shoulder. She's like, no, don't. Yeah. So yeah, because they were just girls. They were just happy. They to were see just each sisters other. and there girls. There was none of that. Oh my God, you're still alive. Thing. Yeah. It was almost like I never doubted you. And ne- yeah, I never doubted you. I knew you were tough yeah. enough for this shit. So then they take the kids. They're fleeing. The scientists show up for to check to make sure everything's going okay with mm-hmm. the kids at least. Find the nurses laughing in a, one of my favorite parts. Yeah. A piece of paper that says, "Going gone, to go, gone to see Santa." Yeah, they're tied and the up and they're just laughing. And just, uh, and it was so great. He's like, "What do we do?" He's like, "Fuck it, leave them." Yeah, it's like mm, solid. So then they're fleeing, and then you know, all the scientists and their little soldier buddies come out, start right. loading in the cars, and Hector stops. And Regina won't give the girl her her the money girl. for some fucking reason. No, the, I don't no, know no. Why. This is the, the one of the other best parts when they go to get the girl. She's like, "All right, hands up!" And all of them, the kids put their hands yeah, up, they, the nurses put their hands up, it. and they have all their hands up. And they grab the kids. Sam grabs the kids, and they go all in the elevator with Regina. This is, and now the girls are the nurses are tied up, and then the kids still have their hands up. And Regina has the money. She's like, God, "Put your hands down! What are you like, stupid?" <laughs> the kids put their hands down, all like pouting faces. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty fucking good. And, and then fast forward, they're in the car. Hector's picked him up. He's already rigged the cars to explode. Um, he, he stops to flip him off. Yeah, he drives away. He's like, hey, fucking muchachos. He's just fucking shooting them, the bird. And there's like, oh, there he is. Get that fucker. So load up the cars, guys, so we can go chase them down. And we're just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? She's like, can I get my bunny? The little girl's like, can I get yeah, my bunny? She's like, when I freak out. This is a out, tense moment. But I, I need that goddamn rabbit. I freak out. I need my rabbit. Yeah. She's like, she's like, Reggie, give her the fucking bunny. <laughs> she gives her the bunny. It's great because I have like the sibling squabble about giving this girl the bunny for no reason. And I and I and I think uh, Nick Cage stole that and would give me the goddamn bunny. <laughs> Probably. And so yeah, then the cars all blow up and they're like, right. oh yeah. And then but then someone grabs one guy. Yeah, got, a stray got scientist through, guy. And he grabs a little girl and Hector offs him. Yeah. And then they drive off. And then we just pick up. The LA streets. Day, and the uh, kids are dressed all wearing their the Sunday tea. best. The kid, the boys got a new football, as promised. Yeah, because he was like, "What? What about my football? We'll get you a new football." She's like, "We'll get you a stadium." Yeah, which was great too. I was like, "Well, he is stadium. Shut up." Little girls dressed up, and Regina's loving taking pictures it. of them. Loving it. Yeah, she's loving it. She's embraced this role as a mother. It's fantastic. Yeah. Because the kids, they sell this perfectly. They smile perfectly for the camera, and then they just go to uh, the like big the minute sh- the camera's shit gone. face, like oh fuck this. Yeah, and she's just like, and he's like, can I take this jacket off? It's hot and it's itching me. Yeah, and she's like, no, you look great in that jacket. And then Hector shows up, and Hector is just throwing guns away in a public <laughs> trash can, and the little girl's like, hey, if you just got to throw this away, can I get one? And she's like, I don't know where she gets this from. <laughs> Hector's like, what do you know? And he just looks like, fuck it. He just keeps throwing them away. They go to leave. Like they go, they're crossing the street. They're like One in a little park. favorite parts yeah. is just this part. They stop at the crosswalk. Sam's on the other side. Wearing her bright colors again, mind you. Wearing her bright colors. Looking like she's ready to go to the beach. Totally beach ready. Yeah. 
and she yells, what are you guys doing? She's like, listen, we're responsible for the next tier of civilization, and these kids are going to grow up with some goddamn brains in their head and some goddamn manners and just fucking couth, all right? And she's like... Yeah, I forget. What was the exact line, though? It was uh, like... She says we're responsible for... Like civilization's upkeep or something? Yeah, something like that. The upkeep of civilization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, so we do not cross the street. Yeah, we don't cross against the light. We don't cross against the light. Yeah, Yeah. that was the line, yeah. And Samantha's like, we're the only people. (laughs) It just walks out of the street and is yelling at them. Cue the car (laughs) that drives by and almost hits her. Dude backs up and you're just like, Perfect. Someone for Samantha. Right. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. He's was... pretty great for like the two minutes. <laughs> he's amazing. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I almost hit you. Why'd you cross against the light? <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like. She lifts her sunglasses like this dude's a hottie. Yeah. And he lifts his. And they just. They have, have their, their moment. Their and she gets in love the car. First. And he's like, you want to go drive? And she's like, do I? No. She's like, great car. He's like, yeah, I have 23 of them. <laughs> yeah. So great, which also might be a little bit of a fuck up, but it's okay. It's a, it's a. Did he have don't know anything about him? Did he have it in the beginning? Exactly. You know what I mean. So yeah. I'd like to say personally in my heart that he's always had it. Yeah, because exactly. he kind of felt. Too. He kind of looked like it. He kind of looked exactly. a little upper crust blue blood, especially how he was driving and mm-hmm. shit too. Um. So she, then Samantha goes, "Thank you, God." Yeah. <laughs> She just wants, like, thank you, God. And he's like, what? She's just like, I'd love to. Yeah. Gets in the car, and Hector's like, hey. Oh, hey, you want to go for a ride? She was like, I'd love to. And you're yeah. like, double entendre? And uh, Hector's like, we don't know anything about this guy. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what's your name? And he says, Michael. It's some, like, um, what are the initials? Um, M-A-K or DMK. Something? DMK. It's like Dean yeah. Michael, like, Krantz or something. Yeah. And it, he just pulls away, and he has the – it's basically number six on the Tempest game. Yep. And it's it his initials guy. on the well, plate. But the best part is when uh, when Regina's like, okay, I'll be back by midnight. And he's like, midnight? Yeah. She, <laughs> we're responsible him. for, like, civilization or something. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, I know. It's awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, totally great. Yeah. You kept all these characters just as these characters. You switch these other characters mm-hmm. into like these weird like their roles morphed family. a little bit because yeah, they like became a family unit, but it was great because it worked because you're just doing it right here at the end. And then they break their own rules and they play football on the street, mm-hmm. and I did not care. Yeah, you didn't care because you're just like, hey, all right, celebrate because now they, we're done. They were throwing, they were bombing that ball, and that did, kid did, was they, catching it. They had great spirals. They did. The release was perfect. Hector was no joke. He, I was like, good on you guys. Somebody has tossed the pigskin around before this movie, and now. That the film is over. I just want to say that's the cleanest I've ever seen LA. Beautiful. And it really makes me wonder what the fuck happened. Beautiful city. Well, people kept coming here, Dustin. Yeah. I know, because movies like this, people were like, damn, California's real nice. <laughs> and then they showed up and were just like, I'm going to make it a shithole. I'm just going to throw trash and litter and graffiti everywhere. And it's not even going to be cool graffiti. I'm just going to like. Just scribble. Joker and Jazz and just Splute. Just I don't know. Whatever my gang name is. I know it was cool, man. Like I, the the city looked cool. Like I don't know the way they did it. it I don't know. It, it was honestly like being here and not being a native to LA. Right. It was honestly kind of just weird and kind of interesting at the same time yeah. to see LA because it felt like a different place. It, just, it did. It was like a time capsule. But there was stuff that I recognized, like there mm-hmm. was roads and stuff. I was like, oh. There's I a couple of locations. I, I don't have the. T- uh, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but if I yeah, rattled I mean, them I off mean, outside of uh, the mm-hmm. El Rey, 
because that was the first one. I was just like, "Hello, yeah, interesting." I've been there. Yeah. So, literally, this is like I said, it's one of my top movies of all time. It's super fun. Um, There's nitpick things you can go all day with, but but it's it's so much fun. You don't really want to do that. I didn't find myself doing that thing. I mean, like I said, I've seen it trillions of times, and there's just there's like bloopers and like continuity things that i've just noticed from watching it so much and but that's the d- thing is the rest of the movie is so tight mm-hmm. that that's the only reason they stand out yeah is because you're just like oh that's like a little fuck up but by then you're just like whatever i'm back into the movie like it's it doesn't break anything yeah there's another one i was going to tell you about like where it, but it's such a good scene where uh larry's talking to regina like the projector thing like the reel to reels backwards on it like it's like oh. going the wrong way but it's just who you don't care yeah I mean, again, I, this was my first time watching it. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed at how well it held up. Yeah. Um, great look, great costume designs for like everyone. Like, it, granted, it looks 80s a little bit with like the fashion and stuff, but it's like a lot of it's really timeless. Like I said, you could go in if you could like just CG different hair on them, you could re release this film. I hate to say it, man. Some of it, you could probably keep some of that hair. Yeah, that's not at all. Yeah, especially like kind of right now. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, that's the thing is like, I think it really, the story held up. The pacing is fantastic for this movie. I mean, there's a little bit of like kind of a little fuck around in the beginning, but you kind of need that because it builds up for the rest of it. I agree. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely recommend watching this movie i mean if it pops back on netflix or yeah yeah you know, i, I don't have sort n- of streamable renting service no idea where you can get it from i mean maybe if you have like a Blu-ray, yeah okay. unless you just buy it new maybe you can get it on amazon on the cheap or like uh i don't know there's a place called amoeba they have like dvds cds if there's like a place like that in your area you could probably get like old dvds oh, yeah, or well, vhs's i'm sure there's plenty of game dudes that probably have uh, <laughs> right. fucking a stack of movies that some asshole sold for drug money. Exactly, just stuff like that. You could, I mean, it's really worth a watch. Like I said, I'm, I would love. I know Hollywood loves it. I know. I guess Sam, the, uh, the actress that played Sam, was trying to get a sequel made for it, but when they tracked down the rights to who had it, like she wanted to reprise her role for the sequel. Oh, Kelly Marooney. Yeah, Kelly Marooney. Um. MGM owns the rights to it still, and they're just kind of like, now nah, we're good. We're now nah, we're good. And I know there's been rumors of remakes and sequels like throughout the years. I think I haven't seen anything yet, but they always say something. Always say something, but I don't know. Like I would love to remake this. I would keep it so close and tight to this one. I mean, you just tweak a couple of things from the technology and stuff. You just have to flip yeah. a couple of things. I mean, that's but really not, what I have to do. But not a lot. Like, you could get away with a lot being the same. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. I mean, even even movie theaters, mm-hmm. you can keep that the same. Really, it'd just be more of, like, the attitude and right. adjusting. Like, you probably wouldn't have a stepmom just close fist punch god i kind of would stepdaughter. i kind of would i would leave a lot of that i would leave some of it so just like just a nod to it you know what i mean like yeah. i really wouldn't want to change too much um i think you just have to kind of tweak some of the tech and like just kind of like with our phones nowadays and everything yeah, it won the look of everything and, and stuff like yeah you probably wouldn't have to go to the radio station because you'd be like oh twitter is gone silent that's really yeah weird. you could I feel like i'm the only one tweeting 
you can modernize it a little, yeah, a bit, or you could just find a good way to remove that. Yeah. Because that it's, I mean, there's well, so you many. You take out all communication, you know. Exactly. Like the there's so many. Or like the comet took out all satellites. Too. Yeah, exactly. So, so they're forced to. Cell towers somewhere. are all corrupted or something. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things you can do that could um, alter it. But I think the only thing you could not jeopardize and you would have to nail is you would have to just make these females strong. Like yeah, you, which, you couldn't oh, fuck that I up. Mean, with that that would, casting, I mean, that's that's you would you have to uphill battle. Yeah, you don't need that casting was just perfect. Yeah, you just need something. You need two strong girls slash women, like female actresses that could get that can pull it off and be be strong and be girls all at the same time. And I think yeah. that's something that gets overlooked in this movie a lot. So and something that super drew me to it, just because I love their rapport together. So. And of course, it was like zombies, and you had all this cool like what it was if zombies without like overkilling the zombies. It was they were a threat, but they were one of threat the it, threats. I guess. Exactly, and it was like the whole unknown, the whole what do you do now? The world's empty. That story's endless. That world you created, you could go, you could tell so many stories in that world. Um, I mean, it's just it was super fun. It was like, is it like Left for Dead? Are they immune to the virus? Are there mm-hmm. others? We've shown you with the kid that it was. You know what I mean with the Mercedes. Yeah. So I mean, you can you can totally just do so much with it. And I think that's another reason why I love it so much. The line was the burden of civilization. Oh, the burden of civilization. Yeah, just dawned on me. I was like, because it was so, it's such a great line. Yeah, and there's t- yeah, there's just tons of little fun lines in this. I don't know, man. Like I super love it. I mean, there's another movie that I, I'm gonna see if I can still have it somewhere. It's probably boxed up. It's called Night of the Creeps. And that's another zombie s movie that I super love. There is a detective in that movie. Tip of the hat, me laddie. So fucking the dude is dope. Hard grizzled. Oh, he's great. Looking, he's looking for a reason to keep on going. Oh, and you're just like, man, he's got nothing to lose and everything to, to booze, booze, booze was the answer. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a 1984's uh, Night of the Comet. I yeah. won't tell you the original name because it totally. It sucks, and it would have made it. It makes it super corny. I'm gonna tell you the original name because yeah, I was like, how can you say that you won't, and then tell us that, and not actually tell us that because it's like the biggest cock tease ever. It's super. It's super corny. Um, the original working title, so it had a moment. It could have been named this Teenage Mutant Horror Comet Zombies. Wow, what am I getting? <laughs> Everything that that was just like. A short list of things in the movie. There's it was teenagers. There's horror esque moments. There's mutants. Yeah, it's like you looked around the room and just started calling it palm tree, <laughs> Pasadena, palm tree, Santa oh, Clarita, four oh five, Trickland. I'm pretty sure they filmed in Santa Clarita before it was like what it is now. over over fucking populated. Well, because well, the girls horror. mentioned like they mentioned the they mentioned the valley. They mentioned I think they mentioned Burbank. Like yeah, a, I just meant more of like for looking sure. at where it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, that looks like fucking Santa Clarita. Probably. It's probably a lot of, it's all track housing and shit. Which if you're not from California. They're like, then we don't care. <laughs> then you don't care and you shouldn't live in Santa Clarita. So I was like, visit Santa Clarita, it's beautiful. Just be like, just picture any town you've ever been to ever in any state. That you couldn't wait to leave. And that's it. Sick burn. Take that Santa Clarita. <laughs> so that is us versus Night of the Comet. We win again. And this movie wins as well. It's a double win. We TKO'd each other. Wins all around, double knockout? Yeah, double knockout. That's fine. Great movie. It's worth your time, guys.
Yeah, definitely check it out. And thanks for listening. You can always stop by comicbastards.com for more, i.e. the previous podcast that we mentioned, which we will not mention again because you should just go watch. Jim and the Holograms. God damn it. (sighs) Thanks for listening. I'll be taking requests from all you teenage comet zombies. The night the teenagers rule the world.